0: God has been such a God in my life. Um, even when I was in direct opposition of Him, He was watching over me. And it's not only that He guides me, but He's made a way for all of my past to be used to glorify Himself and to further His kingdom. I was running from God, and I thought that I was making my own way in life. I was trying every way I could to make it through, but it seemed like doors were always shut. In hindsight, every roadblock was actually God directing me. In every closed door was His divine hand working for my good even when I didn't
1: want Him to. Well, hello to everybody who made it here this morning. Uh, And if you're new or visiting, I just want to welcome you. I'm so glad that you uh, came. And and I also just want to say to all of you who are watching with us online, watching live, so glad that you're taking a part of your day uh, to be with us. I just hope my prayer every, every Sunday for us is that you've just been met by God so far, some way, somehow, wherever you are, whether you're here or wherever you are out there watching. And so before we get started, though, really quick, I do. I, I feel like I need to ask this because this is very important. How many? How many of you? By a show of hands. How many of you decorated, like, way earlier for Christmas than you normally do? Show your hands. Way earlier, right? Like, there's quite a few of you, and you're reluctant to do it. You're almost embarrassed. I, I am one of those. So here's what I read. I read uh, just uh, the other day, uh, I was going an article. Christmas tree sales right now this year are already up 29%. Uh, in the Christmas tree farms across the U.S., they have sold out of their Christmas trees three weeks before they normally do. That's crazy. Like, so everybody's kind of, like, doing this thing where they're decorating way earlier. And I, I, I'm going to tell you, I'm on that trend. I was actually all the way decorated even before Thanksgiving, everybody. I'm just going to come to the floor on that. I just, all the way before, I don't, I didn't even know what happened. It just happened. And I said, what happened? Like, I, I remember going to Home Depot to get light bulbs and I walked out with a blow up and uh, five strings of exterior illumination. Okay. And like all of a sudden, like I was all there. Like it was, so I was outside uh, decorating uh, mid-November. It was mid-November and, and so I'm getting all the blow ups ready. We have minion blow ups that we love to collect. And my neighbor, Max came over. He's, he's four and he, he loves them. He loves my blow ups. And so we were talking. He was just all in on the decorations, and so I told Max, I said, hey, Max, hey, you know what you should do is you should ask your dad when he's going to start decorating too, and just don't stop, okay? And uh, and I knew what I was doing. I knew what I was doing right there, and uh, so anyways, the next day I went to take my trash out, and there's my neighbor with his ladder up, and I'm like, oh, hey, man, so you decided to decorate early too, huh? And he gave me this stare like payback's coming, man, like that's what he, like I knew, and so I feel like I brought a little Christmas cheer to my neighbor. I don't think his face showed cheer, but I'm going to say it was cheer cheer, everybody. So so we are all decorating all this stuff, man. It's just, we got decorated so early this year. I think, uh, you know, thinking about this Christmas season, I think um, a lot of times when Christmas season comes, uh, I think we talk about this a lot, how easy it is, how it could be so easy just to let this be another Christmas, right? Let this be another time. We get caught up in the distractions. We get caught up in all this stuff that takes us away from Jesus. You know, as we were meeting uh, as a staff a couple months ago, talking about uh, what do we feel like God's direction is for us for this Christmas, we were talking about Christmas. We all came to the same conclusion. I do not think that we will ever forget this Christmas. I don't think we will ever forget this Christmas. And this may be, I think all of us are feeling this, this may be one of the most opportunistic Christmases to make this the most meaningful ever uh, when it comes to us and God, when it comes to us and God coming down, Jesus being born. and so, So we thought this. Here's what we thought. We thought, well, then let's just make this A very, very bright Christmas, right? How about anybody need a little light this year? Anybody need a light in their Christmas? Yes, we all need it, man. We need a very, very bright Christmas, man. We need some light shining in places right now. So for us here, here's what we're doing, man, for this season. uh, We're kicking off a very bright Christmas in all of our ministry areas here, our students, our kids. uh, We're doing all this. But in here, here's what we're going to do. Here's where we're going to go over the next four weeks, uh, over the next four uh, times we're going to be together. We're going to be in a four-part series uh, that that we're just going to call Waymaker, And if you know uh, that phrase, it's because uh, we actually just sang the song, okay? Everybody, like, that's why you know it all of a sudden. Uh, But it's a popular song uh, that we sang. And and so here's what the lyrics say, though. Uh, It says that God is a way maker a miracle worker, that he is a promise keeper, and he is the light in the darkness. That is who he is. And to me, as I was, I was listening to this song a few months ago, and I was thinking about this, and I'm like, man, that fits exactly with Christmas. It fits exactly what Christmas is about, who God is, why Jesus came, and what he did for us when he came to this earth. And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to take a look uh, at, this, at each one of these descriptions each week uh, through this song. And, and so today, what we're going to look at is we're going to look at God as the way maker. Okay, Let me uh, pray for us before we get going. God, uh, we come to you as we just sang that song that you are the way maker. I pray just today for us that we can just, man, open up our ears a little bit, open up our our minds and our our eyes to, to, to who you are that you uh, made a way for us, and I pray that we can think through that, uh, and I pray, man, that you show us something today, just show us something, uh, and I, I think we all wanna get towards closer to you in this Christmas season, so I just pray today as, as a step toward for all of us to in our journey with you, that we get closer to you as a result uh, of your message to us today, being the way maker. We pray for this in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. All right, if you guys have your Bibles in here or out there, out there you have no excuse, in here you might not have brought it, but out there, go ahead and grab them, uh, open them up to the book of Isaiah. We're gonna be in the book of Isaiah chapter 43, okay? And, and where we're gonna be here in Isaiah chapter 43 is we're gonna see God speaking to his people, speaking to the people of Israel. And, and so if you read about Isaiah, I love the book of Isaiah. If you've been here uh, as of late, you know, I've been studying through that book just in my personal studies. It's been such a great study for me uh, with this. But in this whole chapter, in chapter 43, uh, he actually goes through, and I really encourage you to go read the whole chapter, uh, but he goes through some really, really powerful and beautiful promises that he makes to his people. Uh, And for me, one of the reasons why I love the book of Isaiah is for a few reasons because uh, not only does it show how God communicated to his people then through through the prophet Isaiah, uh, but it's uh, his message directly uh, to his people, to the people of Israel. But it's also, at the same time, it is a book of prophecy. It's a book of prophecy and what that means is it gives us the promises that God made that Jesus actually ended up coming and fulfilling and promises that are still being fulfilled today which is again all this is the reason why we celebrate Christmas it's the reason why we do that so it's a message this is also a message to all people not just the people of Israel but to all people but in Isaiah 43 uh, I love how God in here says some things about himself that are still true today and it's where we're going to find this first idea this first description of who he is being the way maker so here's where we're going to Pick up in verse 16 in Isaiah 43, and here's what he says to his people. It says, This is what the Lord says He who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and horses, The army and the reinforcements together And they lay there never to rise again Extinguished, snuffed out like a wick Okay, and so here's how he's kind of starting this out With this message to people Here's what he's saying to his people right here He's saying they weren't doing great at that point by the way These people were not doing good They They were kind of decimated They were destroyed They were lost They were defeated And God is starting to speak through the prophet Isaiah And he's wanting to say something He's wanting to tell them Hey, I'm about to tell you something But before I tell you that, you have to remember something. That I am God. That I'm God, and that I made a way for you. I made a path for you through the sea. And what he's talking about is what happened hundreds and hundreds of years ago uh, with, with God's people. This is all the way in the book of Genesis, Exodus, when they got into slavery. They were in slavery in Egypt, and uh, they were slaves, and then God got them out of slavery. And so uh, what happened is they were out, they were in the desert, and they were going towards freedom. But Pharaoh uh, and the Egyptians, they decided, well, wait, we don't We don't want you to go anymore. They wanted to get them back into slavery. So now they're chasing the people of Israel. They're running away from them. And then what they eventually happen? is they get into a little bit of a predicament because they, they run into a big body of water. Uh, it's this huge body. They can't cross it, okay? And, and so they got the body of water on one end and they turn around, there's Pharaoh's army coming on the other side, okay? So there's, there's, they're really in an impossible situation, right? No way forward, no way back. And what God's reminding them of is that God did something that only God can do, which is the impossible, he split the sea, he split the sea so they could walk right through it, and as they got, the last person got through, he closed the sea again, uh, and Egypt could not get back to them, Pharaoh couldn't get to them, uh, he made a way. He made a path for his people, and then, but then he goes on to say, so he made a way for his people, but then he goes on to say this right after that. He said, I made a way, and he goes, but forget the former things, do not dwell on the past, I found it interesting in my studies that he's saying, hey, don't forget this, but, but don't, don't, don't dwell on it. Don't dwell on it. So I was wondering, like, what does he mean by that? So, so as I was thinking through, what God is saying here is he's like, listen, I made a way, I made a way, but don't live in the past. Don't, don't live in a way that you think of this. that's a one-off. I'm not a one-off kind of God. So he says, no, no, don't dwell on that one-time thing. Instead, think this. He goes, no, no, see, I'm going to do a new thing. I'm going to do a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not Perceive it, and here's where, here's where we're going to get this term: I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland." So what God is saying, uh, the big idea that we want to get to, it's, it's in His heart, it's in his makeup, and it's been from the very, very beginning, way before even Jesus came. and here it is, if you're taking notes, it's that God makes the way. God makes the way. God makes the way right now. He's currently and he's still making a way for you. I want you to get this down today. If we get anything down today, I want this to come deep in your soul, deep in your spirit today. If there's a message that I believe God wants you to hear today, it's that whatever happened yesterday, that whatever uh, you thought was gonna come through that didn't come through, or whatever plans that you had that just didn't come to fruition, or whatever that you think didn't even come close to happening, I want you to know, God wants you to know that you have a God, listen to me everybody, that still makes a way for you. He still makes a way He started then, and he's still doing it. I think for many of us in this season, I've been praying a lot for you. I've been praying a lot for our church, uh, just just with what's been happening, what's going on. I I think for a lot of you in this season, with what we're going through and and what you're maybe experiencing right now, I, I believe, I really do believe this. I feel like God's speaking to me so clearly. I think the Holy Spirit's gonna speak to so many of you in this season when it comes to this. I think he's gonna speak directly to you to let some of these things go that are holding you back that are holding you down and to see that God is making a way. He is making a way through this and he is making a way, listen to me everybody, through your lives, through your family, through your marriage and all this stuff. Some of you may be facing something right now. I just felt this, man. Some of you may be facing something right now where you're like, we don't, I do not see how we're gonna get through this. I don't see how we're gonna, get, how we're gonna make it. I, I, it's bad and, and this is hard. I don't, I don't see a way and I think God is saying, yeah, but I do. See, I see a way that nobody else sees. I'm making a way. I'm gonna do a new thing for you if you can perceive it and if you can listen and you can follow me. in it. he makes a way, listen to me, God makes a way. He makes a way even when I get in the way. He makes a way, he makes a way for me. Even if I refuse to get out of the way, he makes a way even when I mess up in every way. I love how he puts it in verse 19. I love this scripture. I love it. He says, hey, do you not perceive it? It's springing up. Do you not see it? Don't you see, I'm doing a new thing. It's right in front of you. And here's what he's saying to you, and here's what I want to say to you as well. Don't you see it? I think you need to see it. You need to see it. And here's why, because so many of us, everybody, don't see it happening, even though it's right in front of us. I I don't know where you are. I don't know where you are right now in this season, but he is making a way. He said it then. He still says it today, and it's so good to know. And he's still going on, because he doesn't stop there with a way maybe, because then... Another person comes in the scene. Jesus comes in and he comes along. I love how these words that we're about to read kind of for me as I've been studying through the book of Isaiah just come way more alive in me now and I hope it does for you as well. I've been praying a lot about this message because I'm connecting some dots. So here's what Jesus, we're gonna be in John chapter 14 if you wanna jump to there, John 14. And here's what Jesus comes and he says. He says this, he was talking to his disciples and he said, hey, do not let your hearts be troubled uh, you believe in God; He's He's the Waymaker. You believe in God, the Waymaker. Believe also in Me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with Me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I'm going. So Jesus says, I love this about Jesus. He he wants you to be where he is. Isn't that so awesome to know? He's like, I want you to be where I am. And so he says, so I'm gonna be preparing a place for you. I'm gonna get a place ready for you. And then he says, you know the way. Like you know the way, you know, you know what I'm telling you about, you know what I'm talking about. And I think a lot about. I, don't know, I tell you this all the time when I think about the disciples and how they heard Jesus. I know they were way more confused than they were like understanding what he said, right? And so I wonder if those guys heard him say, "Hey, you know the way," and if they were like, "Yeah, you know," they, they didn't want to be the one who didn't understand. what They go, "Yeah, yeah, I know the way. Do you know the way? Do, do you? Okay, I'm not the only one. All right. Yeah." And, and they didn't want to say like, "I don't know what he's talking about." But so nobody nobody wants to say anything. This is just what I think. I know it might not be true. I don't know. But this is what no one wants to say. They don't get it. But then then Thomas. I We're going to see, Thomas goes, I heck with that. I don't know what he's talking about. So Thomas goes, hey, Jesus, uh, I don't know the way. Here, let's go to the next scripture. Thomas goes, hey, we don't know where you're going. And so I think everybody's like, thank you, Thomas. Okay, I don't know where you're going. So how can we know the way? Hey, Jesus, uh, we don't know the way. We don't know, like, so how how can we get there if you don't want to? Now, here's what Jesus is about to say, and what I really think, I just want you to bring this. Here's what Jesus said, I, I'm the way. I am the way. Jesus said, listen, I am the way, the truth, and the life that no one gets to the Father, next slide, no one gets to the Father except through me. Jesus is the way, I'm the way. Jesus says, you wanna know the way? Then you follow me. So God, here's, here's where we wanna connect the dots, everybody. So God comes from saying, I am making a way, I am making a path, and now Jesus comes, and Jesus says, you know the way, and everybody's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I know what God said so long ago, and he goes, you don't have to worry about that anymore because I am the way. God in the flesh, he is the way. So Jesus, if you're taking notes, Jesus is the way. Jesus is the way. When Jesus said, I am the way, he became the fulfillment of God saying, I am making a way. I think a lot about this with people. I think a lot, I wonder a lot about, especially this time of the year, this in Easter, I I wonder a lot about hope. I wonder about, man, I don't understand, I really think about this, it almost breaks my heart, I don't understand how you go through life without Jesus. I don't know what you do with it. I don't know what you do with your life. Like when you go through things, like so many times I see people going through these things and I wonder like, gosh, if you don't have Jesus, like if you don't have Jesus, like where do you turn? Like, I mean, like where where do you find? What do you find with that? Where do you find hope? Where do you find direction? Where do you find a place? You find it in Jesus. You can only find it in Jesus. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the answer. He has the power to save life. He has the ability to sustain life. He is the life giver. He can bring hope. He's the only one that can bring hope to this messed up world. There are people. Uh, there are people who would say, "Well, yeah, I know, but Jesus, uh, Jesus is my way." But I mean, he can't. Come on, he can't be the only way in this entire world with all the cultures and all. He can't be the only way. Come on, man. But see, here's the thing, gang. This is what's really important. See, that rejects. If you think that, that rejects Jesus and what He said. That rejects exactly what he said, because he didn't say, no, no, no. He didn't say, I'm not a way. He said, I'm the way. That no one can get to where you want to be without me. That kind of closes the door on other opportunities, other possibilities, other gods. You can't believe in Jesus but deny who he says he is. And so for us, here's, here's what's important for us. For As Christ followers, I know I'm not saying anything profound uh, if you're following Jesus, that God said I don't want to make a way and Jesus uh, said I am the way. But, but now for us here, see this becomes for us, this is really important because I think even Christians struggle with this so many times in their lives. See now with what Jesus just said, this becomes less about finding a path and now more about finding a person. It's really crazy. Like God said, I'm gonna make a path. But now, it comes less about finding a path and more about finding a person. I love this because God makes it so easy for us in this way. That now, you don't have to look at what you do. You don't have to, that everything lands and everything resides on person, Jesus and not me and what I do. He is, Jesus is, the continuation, the continuation of what God said so long ago with see, I am doing something new. I am making a way. And when Jesus said, I am the way. Listen, the path becomes a person. The path becomes a person. Some of you today, some of you today, I just think you owe it to yourself to really think about this. I think you owe it to yourself to think about what you really believe, where you really land with God and you, with, with, with where you are and how you get there, how you get there uh, with God. Or are you trying to find a path? Are you trying to find, hey, this is how good I need to be? Are you trying to find these different things that you can do to please him or to just make him right or whatever it is? Or are you looking at what you do or are you seeing Jesus for who he really says he is and what he really came to do as your way. And and I think as Christians, I also think that you owe it to yourself as a Christian, as a follower of Christ who already knows that stuff, to really think about what you do and why you do it. I think this season means, why do I do what I do? Like, why am I doing what I'm doing? Because here's the thing for me. Here's the thing for me. Because again, I know I didn't blow your minds with saying, uh, with with seeing what God says. Just looking in the Bible and seeing what God says. I hope it connects some dots with you. But that even though it's clear that God makes a way. And even though it's clear Jesus said he is the way, see, here's the thing for me, see, that I still get in the way. Isn't that true? Isn't that true? that we still, many times, like we get in the way. And it's many times, here's why. Because we feel like we still have to make a way, everybody. We still feel like we have to do, so, even when we're, not, when we're not equipped to even do it, we're not the ones who can really do it. We just keep trying and trying and trying to make a way. Tell me I'm lying, right? I mean, that's what I'm saying, man. It's like when we drive loss, right? Isn't it crazy in today's age, with all the GPS technology, we still drive let, loss. Anybody wanna admit you still drive loss every now and then? Come on, everybody, nobody wants to raise their hand. You know you do. You drive loss and you know. So uh, I was looking into a study And and they had actually how many miles uh, men and women drive loss per year? Okay, there is a clear winner. There's a clear winner between men and women, and who drives loss the most? Who thinks uh, men drive more miles lost? Everybody, who thinks men? Okay, who thinks women? Who thinks women? Man, you guys are sexist people. I'm telling you right now. Everybody's like, men for sure. Okay, here it is. Here's the answer. Men, the average man drives 276 miles lost a year with GPS. Now, here's women. So, 276 for men. Ready for women? 256. So, women, you win. You win. But here's the thing, don't get, don't get too, too uh, uh, chippy about this because women, it's also said, women drive 12% angrier than men, all right, everybody? So we may be more lost, but we're a blessing, everybody. That's what I'm saying, like, we're a blessing even when we're lost. You guys are nasty, I'm just saying, okay? But we all, we all relate, we all relate to being lost sometimes. We all, right, we're all just trying to find a way to find a path from point A to point B, right? I mean, how do I, how do I get my kids from point A to point B without killing them? Man, how do I I get my finances where I need them to be? How do I get them from here to there? How do I get my marriage to not fall apart? How do we get our marriage to look like theirs? And how do we not give in and give up on our marriage? We're constantly, we're constantly trying to find a way. We all have that. We all have that. But here's what I want to tell you. Here's what gets in the way. What gets in the way, and it's so easy to do this, is we know what, I'm just going to make a way. I'm gonna make the way. I'm gonna take charge. There's something in me that says to just take control and get things done. God, you don't seem to be doing much with my marriage and my kids. So I'm just gonna take over. I think I know what I'm gonna do better. I'm gonna take over. God, our finances are out of control. I mean, I know I shouldn't have got that timeshare of that new truck, but I'm just saying, like, I, I don't know what's, but we got, I'm gonna take over for this, man. Things aren't working out. Why aren't things working out in our finances, God, right? I'll just try to figure it out myself. And God says uh, to us the same thing that he said so long ago with his people. And he says the same thing to us when Jesus said about himself. And what he says is, listen, you could go down two paths in your life. You got you could go down two roles two roles with the way. It's like uh, it's like when you get a job, right? You remember, you know when you get a job, most of the time when you get a job, uh, you get like a job description, right? You get a job description, and it's very helpful because you look and, and it says, here are the lanes that you stay in. Here, here is what you are responsible for, but what it also does is it helps you understand, well, here's what I am not responsible for. Here's what other people are responsible for. So then you can say, well, I just, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna focus on this, and I'm not gonna focus on that because that's not my role. That's not my responsibility. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's so important what role you choose when it comes to you and your life and your marriage and whatever you want to fill in the blank with God. in the, the path, here's the thing gang, and the path that many of us choose without thinking about it is a path in our lives, a path in our marriages and a path in our parenting that we're not even equipped to do. It's not even in your job description. We're going to find out uh, about this. There's a person in the Bible who's going to help us understand. He's going to help us understand the roles that we have and and the jobs that we have. And he's going to clearly tell us what we're assigned to do, okay? Uh, In Luke chapter 3, in Luke chapter 3, there's a guy that comes onto the scene. His name's John, uh, John the Baptist. And he's going to say something. And this is what it actually says about him in Luke chapter 3. It says that, that he, John... Went into all the country around the Jordan preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. As it is written in the book and the words of Isaiah the prophet, here's what John was saying. A voice of the one calling in the wilderness, here it comes, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. So here we go, everybody. Two directions. Two roles, two job descriptions that you have right now, where you sit in your life, and everything that's going on. And here it is number one, I make the way. Or number two, I just prepare the way for the Lord. They're two very different things. And we somehow think sometimes, for a lot of us, we choose the one that we're not even equipped to handle that's above our pay grade, that's not even in our job description. We somehow think. That it's somehow our responsibility to make a way. And, and what we do is we say, well, if I'm the one who needs to make the way, then what we do without even thinking about it is we try to make the way and then we slide the job description over to God and we say, okay, God, now you make that happen. You, you, you make that stuff happen, right? God, I want to get married. I have two kids. I want a dodge heavy duty truck, right? I want a dog. I want a boat. And, and we're going to be Marshall and WVU fans because we need a little suffering in our life, everybody, right? Like we need all that. Oh, yesterday was terrible. Anyways, and we have these plans. We have these plans. We, we make these plans. We make the way. I want this job, this salary, this kind of wife, this kind of, of kid, this kind of stuff. And we try to make the way. And then we tell God, okay, God, now will you prepare the way for that to happen? Gang, okay, listen, we do it all the time. We do it all the time. But John says, I love this, because John comes and he goes, no, 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 no. Like, it's not your job to make the way. So why do you keep acting like it? Why do you keep acting like Why do you keep living like you're the one that's supposed to be making the way? John, I love this about John. This, I want to study him a little bit more. John had one sermon. I wish I had one sermon. Some, many of you probably think I only have one sermon, but he only had one sermon. He only had one sermon, and here it is. There is a man that is coming after me who is greater and a lot more powerful than I am. That was his message. There is a man who is coming after me who is a lot greater and a lot more powerful than me. And gang, here's what I want to submit to you in this Christmas season. May we preach that to ourselves every single day that we wake up every single day to preach. I know for me, like this is where I'm challenging uh, myself right now in this season and in my life. For me, man, I just need to look at my life. I I wanna look at what really matters in my life. I wanna look at my wife. I wanna look at my kids. I wanna look at my role as a pastor. I wanna look and I wanna live my life in a way, especially for my wife and my kids, where they see what I'm doing and they see the message that I'm sending them by how I live, what I say, what I do, where I am just constantly saying and they know what I'm saying is, no, 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 there is a man that is coming after me that is far greater, way more powerful. I'm not the one who's gonna make a way for you. I'm not the one who's gonna make a way in our marriage. I'm not the one who's gonna make the way in me being a better parent and the relationship that I have with you and my son and you as my daughter. Then I just want to prepare the way. I I want to look at my finances. I will say, okay, God, man, I am preparing the way in my finances. I'm not going to live like everybody else lives. I'm not going to spend money I don't have. I'm going to be a good steward. I'm going to tithe. I'm I'm going to do the things you tell me to do. I'm preparing the way. We're doing everything in our power to set you up to make the way for what you can do. Why? Because there is someone coming after me. There is someone coming way better, far greater, more powerful than me. In our relationships, in our relationships, same thing. I hope you know if you're out there and you're married and you're going through a struggling marriage or whatever it is, I hope you know that it's not your job, it's not in your job description to make your spouse behave. Aren't you glad you heard that, everybody? Like it is not yours, man, it's just yours to prepare the way. That I'm gonna serve her, I'm gonna fulfill her needs even though he doesn't fulfill mine, I'm gonna, I'm gonna serve, I'm gonna set him, I'm gonna, I'm gonna till the soil, I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna till the soil in my marriage, I'm just gonna prepare the way, God, so, so you can do, you can make the way that only you can make. God, I wanna kill my boss. Amen, I can't stand her. Oh, like I want to kill her. I said, but, 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 I'm going to prepare the way. I'm going to serve her. I'm going to honor him. I'm going to pray for her. I'm going to bless him. Listen to me, everybody. If there is one message that I want you to think about, it's this, don't mix up the job descriptions in your life. You hear me? Don't mix up the job descriptions in your life. You are not the one who can make the way. So, so I hope you write this down. So I don't have to make the way. I don't have to make the way. I just have to prepare the way. They're so awesome to know. Isn't that so great to hear? So, I want to invite you to think about a couple things as we end this morning. I want you to think about a couple things and uh, not only just in our lives and what we're saying and preparing the way but I think in this Christmas season I always want us to be going after something in this season and so I think we could also take this message not just in our lives and our marriages and I mean this is a big message about the way maker but I, I want to look at this season over the next three weeks and I want to say okay so how then how then can I prepare the way? How can I actually take this Christmas uh, and really prepare the way uh, for God to make a way and, and to make this meaningful so I can focus in on Jesus uh, for him. So I'm going to do a few things. I want to you, just to consider, challenge you to do the same thing that I'm going to be bringing in with my family uh, as well. So three things if you want them down. The first thing that I'm going to do to prepare myself, I'm going to prepare my mind. I want to challenge you to prepare your mind. One of the things uh, that you could do and and what this means is I prepare by reading God's word. Listen to me, every day, every single day, like I, I want to challenge you to prepare your mind, till the soil in your spiritual life, to be in God's word every single day no excuses, no excuses, okay, everybody, find something, there's so much stuff out there, the YouVersion app, you can get a book, a devotional, there's so many things you can get online, and here's what I want to tell you this, I just, I really feel a spirit to tell you this, man, like, some of you really need this right now, some of you, you need a fresh thought, you need a fresh perspective uh, with you and God, like, you need a fresh thought uh, with God, and I want to tell you something, it's on you to do it. That's your responsibility. It's not my job to give you a fresh thought on God. It's your job as a follower of God to give yourself a fresh perspective and a fresh thought on God. It's your responsibility to get new thoughts on your mouth. God, we, and, and what we want to do is we want to try to help you get you there. We want to try to equip you there, but it's, it's not my deal. Like, it's not my job to get you there. At some point in time, uh, I think that's where a lot of people get a little frustrated with church. You start to learn. You're like, oh man, this is great. This is fresh. And you get to a point where you're like, man, I'm kind of hearing the same stuff. Right? That's called maturity. It's called maturity. And when you move into your maturity, as you get more and more mature, you got to become what we call a self-feeder, so you've got to prepare your mind by getting into God's word yourself, man, and that's what we want to prepare you to do, but, but we even set you up this season to do it, so hopefully, if you haven't already, and if you're watching there, uh, you can grab one of our Christmas bags. It's the red Christmas bags. Those are what we prepared for you adults, and what's in that bag, and if you're watching and you're, you're not joining us in person, you could come anytime uh, to grab those for you, and there's other bags for your kids. We have bins out there uh, in front of the Taco Bell side, but in here, you have them right there on the table. Grab one of those bags. What we have is, is we have a few things for you in there. We actually have two really great books uh, that you can have. The same book, it's the same book. So if you're married, it's for you and your spouse. If you're not, man, give one of those away. But it's, it's a book called The Case for Christmas by Lee Strobel. Really gets you some new thoughts and new perspective on Christmas. So grab that. Uh, prepare your mind. So we prepare our minds. Here's the second thing that we do is I'm gonna prepare my soul. I'm gonna prepare my soul. The biggest thing that I do to prepare my soul is through worship. There, gang, listen to me. There is something that happens with worship that doesn't happen anywhere or any anytime else for me. Like there is something about worship that just prepares my soul. It just gets my soul moved. It gets me moving a little bit towards God. So here's what I want to say. Don't miss a Sunday. Don't miss a Sunday, whether it's here or, or wherever you are watching. Don't miss a Sunday to come with us, gather with us, worship together, live together. I just think there's something about it uh, that, that really stirs the soul with us. And God, join us tonight. Join us tonight outside. We're going to be outside, outside tonight of to worship. Six thirty night It's going to be great. We're going to sing Christmas carols that, that are centered around Jesus. It's just some. It's not going to be this you know big ordeal. It's going to be bundle up a little bit, everybody. It's going to be a little cold. Bundle up. It's not going. are going to be an hour and a half long. It's going to be coming together. We got some lights and we got some things for you. I uh, hope you make get to that just to worship a little bit with us uh, to stir our soul. Here's the other thing uh, that you could do to, to prepare your soul. I'll be randomly generous this season. Be randomly generous, man. Generosity feeds the soul. It really feeds the soul. There's no better time of year to practice random generosity than it is around Christmas. time. I was actually reading, just trying to find some things. It's a little different this season. We're not going to restaurants as much. We're not, you know, where we could be randomly generous to our servers and people like that. But one of the things that I read about was very interesting uh, about this for this season. There's a, a, a something I got on. They were talking about doing this thing called a reverse Advent calendar. I found this really cool. So what people are doing is you find a cardboard box, uh, and for each day of the Christmas season, you're start today, and you got a lot more to go, uh, but you put something in that box rather than taking something away or taking something for you. So you put food, for instance, you put food if you're going to do a food shed or put cans of food, like, you know, uh, non-perishables and all that stuff, or clothes and stuff. So for every day, you're putting something in, and then at the end of this, on the 24th or the end of the month, uh, you take it to a food bank or you donate it uh, to a charity uh, to do. So you'd be randomly generous. So, we, so that's, that's how we prepare ourselves. So we prepare our minds, prepare our souls. Here's a third one I'm going to do this season. I'm really looking forward to this one, to prepare a body. So for body, <clears throat> I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to see what God does to make a way as you prepare the way through the discipline of fasting. I think fasting is a very, very underutilized um, Discipline that we do, and here's what it is. If you don't know what it is, it's a really cool thing. What you do uh, is you intentionally give something up that you do every day, uh, and you do it either for a whole day during the week or just certain periods of time. Something that you're used to doing or or whatever it is, and you and you take that away in order to focus your thoughts more on God for a specific season or a specific time. And, and here's the thing: it does a lot of us. think it's just food. It doesn't have to be food. Uh, it could be all kinds of things. You can fast from technology, or you take a technology-free day once a week or something like that, or TV. that You're not going to watch TV or whatever it is. Uh, my wife Courtney and I we fast very differently. She, fasts, she likes fasting a lot more from technology. Uh, I'm, I'm way more on food. I just, I'm just i a foodie, man. Like, that's something I love. Uh, and so that's what, that's what we do. And so here's what it is. It's whatever it is. Here's, it's not about denying yourself of something, but here's what it is. It's about finding that craving that you have for that thing and then, and then replacing it and saying, God, I want that craving for you. I, man, like, and it reminds you to pray and say, "Man, I want that so bad. I want to eat so bad." Man, that chocolate woo, man. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I want, I want to crave you like I crave chocolate, right? Like, that's where I'm at. Sorry, I'm already fasting I'm in my mind. I want to do it, but I do. Anyways, um, to do that, get your kids involved. That's a great part of it. You can get your kids involved and uh, to tell them why we're doing it. Hey, we're gonna do not do this for the day, and why is because, man, we want God to be on our thoughts. And when it comes to us, let me know, and we'll pray together. Do that. Uh, that's what we're gonna do. Man, here's what I want us to do. It doesn't matter what it is, but, 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 but my mind. My soul, my body, I want you to do whatever it is you can do in this season so that you can prepare the way for the Lord. He came, God in the flesh came down to be the way for you and your life. And I just want us to prepare the way that, that we can stay in our job descriptions, we can stay in our lanes. And I'm telling you, here's what I'm telling you. That's, this is what I found out in my own life. That, that as I let Jesus be the only way, See, what happens is it really clears a lot of things up for me, and then it lets me get out of the way of so many things that I mess up that get in my way. And, and this is something we could be excited about. This is something we can really have a very bright Christmas thought about because, man, we don't have to have it all figured out. Isn't that awesome? And that's so glad to hear. We, we don't have to have it all figured out, but we know who does. And we lean in and we prepare the way for him because here's the thing, the way isn't a path, the way isn't my plans, it's a person. And we could follow him and we can actually let him make the way for us. It's why Jesus came and it's why we celebrate Christmas. So I wanna take a few minutes, the band's gonna play a song. I just want us to just reflect on that, where we're at with that. uh, And then we'll dismiss you after the song. We can sit and take it in.
2: Light of the world, treasure of heaven, brilliant like the stars in the wintry sky. Joy of the Father, reach through the darkness, shine across the earth to the Tragedies of time are no match for Your love. From great heights of glory, You show the story. God, You
3: to the light of the world and that's what we get to do when we go out each and every day we, we sing hallelujah by the way in which we live our lives a couple of notes that I thought for myself as I was listening to Andy's message, and one of the things that, that stood out to me was the idea that we're not looking for a path, but we're actually looking for a person, right? And that's what, what we have found, those of us who have become followers of Jesus, that it was the person, and he is the way, the truth, and the life, and when we get to know him better, when we pursue after knowing who he is, we understand the way, we understand what this means and we no longer have to look for the way, all we're doing is preparing our hearts each and every day to understand the way more, which is Jesus himself. And so as we think about that this week, as we think about what that looks like to uh, prepare our, our bodies and our minds and our souls Take some time this week. Take some time right after service over the next little bit here and think about what does that mean for you individually? What do we need to do to prepare our prepare time, to set aside time, to prepare our body so that we are focused on the one, the true and only God? Let me pray for our service. And God, I thank you so much for uh, your word that comes alive to us and we thank you for it. We thank you for the truth that um, Andy shared from Isaiah, showing that you were not a one-off God that did a single event in time, but you are God. And the way is through you. Um, God, that when we pursue you, we understand the plan after that. So God, teach us what that means to just pursue you directly, not trying to make our own path or our own way or our own plans. But God, that we seek you, and as a result, we understand that you are the way. God, help us to prepare the way for others as we have this opportunity to share the truth about you um, as we go through our days and weeks. Thank you for what you did on the cross for us, that we might have a way back to you. We love you. Amen.
0: Hey, before you go, thanks for joining us this week at River Ridge Online. I'm Jason and I'll be leading the online community here at River Ridge Church. I wanted to take just a quick minute to encourage you and let you know that we are so glad that you've joined us today. If you've got any questions about River Ridge Online or you're looking for ways to connect and grow in your faith, I wanna support you in that. We know that we have online viewers from many different places and I want to welcome folks from wherever you're watching from. At River Ridge Church, we're all about helping you take next steps in your journey with God. And we love connecting with those who attend in person at our campus and online. So here's an easy first step that you can take right now. Would you do me a favor and call this Google voice number at the bottom of the screen and simply leave a message and tell me where you're watching from? You can do it right now. Let me know your name, where you're watching from, and how I can be praying for you. Go ahead. It's really easy. And again, all you've got to do is leave a message. Nobody's going to pick up the phone. You can also email me directly at jasonhager at riverridge.org. And honestly, I'd love to hear from you, and I'd love to be praying for you. Another easy next step is to simply head over to our Facebook page and like our page there. It's a great resource to plug into what's happening around River Ridge Church. Thanks again for tuning in to River Ridge Online, and I'll see you right here next week.